0: Hi, welcome to Hollywood Crime Scene. This is Rachel Fisher.
1: Hi, this is Desi Jetikin. So, you know what? I was laughing because um, someone sent me on Instagram. I told you about this, and that her and her friend were imitating <sighs> us doing the intro. Did I get? Did you get the video back? No, she didn't get it? Her name is Faith. Faith, you ins- you uh, messaged me on Instagram and I really want to show Rachel that video. I'm dying to see they it. They did like, they redid our intro. Like she did Rachel and then her friend did me. And it was, it was like for a second, I was like, that was brutal. And then I was laughing. <laughs> like it was so dead on. You know how you hear it? You're like, damn it, that's good. Like, it like, is not mean though? Because they love us. So, right. You know, it was like,
0: Cute. I love that I love that she sent that to you. That's so cute.
1: Right. So I guess on Instagram, if you send a video, it disappears after one view. It's or so something. weird. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Faith, email us that video and we would love to post it because it was really cute.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely email it to us, crime Scene at gmail.com if you can. Yeah. No. Thank gosh. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So let's start off by thanking our Patreons for the past two weeks. We did not do Patreon shout-outs last week. So uh, these past Couple of weeks we had Michigan Arachnids. Is that Ooh. like is that like a sports team? Somebody's <laughs> sports team? Maybe. I like it. Okay, we had House Hufflepuffed.
1: Wow. These are
0: some creative Patreon <laughs> names this week. We had Kristen, Zach, Emily, Timothy. Oh, Timothy sent the message. Yeah. Timothy, you sent such a nice message to Desi and I on Patreon, and I didn't get a chance to respond to you writing back, but I just wanted to give you a special shout out because, uh, your message was so sweet and I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah. Um, It was really nice. Yeah.
0: Really glad to have you as a listener. We also
1: got messages from Sarah and Christina emails and those were both great as well. Yeah, We love it. So we also had Christina. We
0: had the gorgeous garbage, Renata, Alana, Shannon, Carrie, Michelle, Jillian, Janice, and that is it. Thanks, guys. Thank you guys
1: so much. Wait, I just looked up Michigan Arachnids. (laughs) What is it? I don't know if this is the same person, but it's a place that sells tarantulas. But I feel like that would be one of our listeners.
0: I love it. (laughs) I I would love if we had a listener that sold spiders, (laughs) honestly. Who knows? If it's you... If Send, drop yeah. us an email yeah. if you sell tarantulas <laughs> that's awesome okay so uh did you watch game of thrones last night desi i did did you like it i thought it was fine <laughs> D- <laughs> and here come the emails <laughs> look it was obviously great but i could not see a fucking thing
1: yeah, and you told me about that, and then I watched it on my TV, and it was just as dark. It's just
0: a dark show. When it's, like, it nighttime, is. it's dark. And I get it. It's, like, authentic because mm-hmm. it's, like, they don't have electricity,
1: whatever. Right, but have more torches.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't okay. wait for that fire lady to come back. Right,
1: right. So That, that was, she like, like, the would, only time it was, it was like sort ugh, of lit up. It's
0: light. Right. But, it, I mean, you know, it was good. Um, sorry if you don't... If you. I'm sure if you're a Game of Thrones fan, you've seen it by now so we can talk about it. If not, just fast forward like one minute.
1: Right. But. I mean, obviously I like Arya. I knew Theon was going to have his moment. and I I'm glad like, he got that. I got like
0: tears in my eyes yeah. when he so had I moment. liked those two
1: moments. I felt like it was, like, 20 minutes too long. Because there was a lot of battle parts where I was, like, I have no idea what's going on, so I just would zone out for a bit. Totally, me too. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know people were getting killed, but I was like, I have no idea who that is. Right. Like, I just didn't know. Well, I couldn't really, since it was so dark, it was so hard to see the action in the battle. Like, I had to actually read a review afterwards, because I was like, did anyone I like die? (laughs) And there just wasn't a big moment about it. Right. I just didn't know. So for me, it's like, yeah, let's cut down some of the battle. Right, at all like right. i liked when she was in the um library yes. like those moments were more scary for me cuz i was like i was connected to aria so i yeah. felt more tension but the battles are always just a mess to me like right. so that's think, my opinion
0: yeah and i think i mean there definitely was like for most of that episode i was like how the fuck are they going to get themselves out of this one like this is a pickle right i mean it was like pretty, looking pretty hopeless i
1: was pretty depressed at the anxiety my first thought was like how are they going to clean up all those bodies? Right, like I would move. It was, it was like mass. me when I spilled the sugar. Right. on myself. <laughs> it was totally just like. It was that. just like I'm just not even dealing with this. We have to leave Winterfell. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why didn't they disappear? Like turn right. into ice? That, right. that was a huge bummer for me. Totally. Because like, when the night- they're not even going to clear up that plot hole. Like, no, can't but when the me.
0: Nightwalker turns into ice, you can. Or the what is his name? The Night King. The Night King. You can just sweep that under the fridge. It's or like no like, big let deal. Let it melt. Right. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I was so yeah the Theon thing I really liked yeah. and I was glad he had his redemption arc I thought like personally like I think he's such an underrated character on the show because he's had like the most complex fucking journey
1: oh absolutely emotionally yeah. of, like
0: anybody totally and so I've always been like not like that I condone everything he's done because he's definitely was a shithead in the earlier seasons but I like but like he's one of my always been one of my favorite characters. I'm always like, what's going on with him? Like I need to see Me too. what's going on with him.
1: I predicted that this would happen. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did. Right. That he would have a big heroic moment at the end. Yeah. Because he needed was, that. It was satisfying. Yeah. You I was knew satisfied. he was gonna die, in my opinion, because he needed that moment. And right. he wanted it, like, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. And I was really bummed about
0: Sir Jorah. Yeah. I mean, like, he died the way he probably wanted to die, which is protecting Khaleesi, but... Right.
1: I mean, that whole scene was weird for me with her crying, cause I, and the dragon was, like, snuggling her.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I was just like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it was snuggling her. It was like,
1: oh. I know I was supposed to be more moved by seeing her emotional, but I just kind of wasn't. Like, I don't know. She never really gets emotional, so... It didn't seem, like, real or something. Like, I, I don't know.
0: It definitely didn't have as big of an impact on me as Theon. Let's just say that. Absolutely. Like, that was, like, very moving, right. that whole scene. Definitely. Um, and Bran just chilling there oh, the wait, whole Oh, here's time. my
1: one thing that also made me laugh. When Jon at the end is fighting the zombie dragon... He doesn't have any weapons and the dragon's like looking at him and he just looks at the dragon and goes, oh, (laughs) I was like, that's your last power move (laughs) to just yell at him. like, Dude, Jon Snow probably
0: felt so like... Like embarrassed that like he probably felt like he could have done more. Like I feel like I a prediction just, yeah. in the next episode he's gonna be moping around like I should have done more. He's
1: like one of the weakest characters on the show in my opinion. Like, look, it's not I, that I dislike him, but it's kind of like, uh, like I'm, I'm like, a, he's always been the same, right? Yeah, he's
0: always been the same. Like he's always really good. Yeah, and like I love that about him. Like he's like a genuinely good
1: human being. But you want to see something like.
0: But he's not one of, is he one of the most interesting characters on the show to me? No, but he's definitely like one of the nicest. Yeah.
1: I mean, he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. (laughs) One thing I also noticed, there was like one scene where I was like, is that actor really short? Who? Jon Snow, the guy who plays Jon Snow. I think he is shorter than you would think I looked he it is. up, and he's 5'8", so it was like, not that no, short. No, it's not short. But I thought, I, there was a scene where I saw something, and I was like, is he like 5'4"? <laughs> I just <laughs> never noticed. It could have just been the weird angle yeah. or something. Yeah. But yeah, I was like, oh, because I just for some reason always thought he was really tall or something. right, I don't know. right. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the next three episodes. I am
0: too because it's I love I like I always love shit that takes place in King's Landing.
1: Well, here's my one last point I want to make. I think ultimately for me, the episode I didn't really find the uh, Night King a compelling villain. Well, we didn't really know his motives. Yeah, other, so other part than of me he was just kind of like, up. okay, great, let's get rid of those people because we can get on to like the right. good stories. Like, right, right. So yeah, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, it was great. Look, did I spend?
0: uh 4 hours after finishing the show on the Game of Thrones wiki page looking at all the no no Desi I went further <laughs> I went to like the specific nerd Game of Thrones wiki oh site where you can read like the lore like so oh. I now know the history like the 8000 year history
1: okay of Westeros I watched it with my foster kittens oh They were really cute during it because they are always like looking at me real wide-eyed as if they were scared. Right. But I know it's just they're stupid.
0: Look, I was scared when the Night King finally approached Bran. Like, that was a tense moment.
1: I think there's another thing with the Night King that doesn't make me take him seriously because he's so memed. That whenever I see him, I was like, he's still doing the come at me, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Like, he's so memed. It's, like, hard for me to take him seriously. That scared me. When he started raising his arms, I was like, you better
0: fucking get to him, Jon Snow. Yeah. You better get to him. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we we have a real show to do. Um, For all of our fans who like Game of Thrones, I'm sure that was very entertaining. For everyone else, (laughs) I'm sure you hate us. And I get it. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.
0: I was actually very surprised that the past week, for some reason, like a good handful of people were talking about the Food Network on our page. Right. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did. Like, did they just like in, like telepathically know that I was going to do Food Network Part 2?
1: I guess so. I mean. It's in the um, zeitgeist. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, there were all
0: these posts that were like, just like, like people were like, oh, I'm posting stuff about that episode. And that right. episode was like over a year ago. Yeah. So we are doing Food Network Crimes and Scandals Part 2. Now, I'm going to take you back in time in the Food Network, back to the 90s, Whoa. when the Food Network was kind of still in its infancy. Food Network officially started. It was just a New York channel. It was in 1993 and uh you know emerald was one of its early stars right. like emerald like emerald was like huge in like 97 98 yeah. like he was fucking everywhere he right. was like he was like the celebrity chef i have a real soft spot for early
1: food network hosts oh totally like i love them
0: yeah so some other uh, classic food network hosts were the ladies of the show too hot tamales oh yeah do you remember them? (laughs) yeah of course yeah they were adorable um Mm -hmm. mary sue millican that's right and susan Feniger. yes (laughs) wow i'm actually like turned on (laughs) i just got turned on by that how quick you pulled those names out of your ass okay so in 1997, during an airing of the show, Too Hot Tamales, the network accidentally aired porn for over a minute. Whoa. Yeah.
1: What kind of porn?
0: <laughs> well, um, and so like... Basically, this is back in the day when they're still inserting actual tapes. Right. Like the person who's in charge of like the broadcasting. They're
1: placing these tapes in. Yes. Yeah. So
0: the tape that was placed in was spliced with hardcore pornography. Wow. Yeah. But the audio of the cooking show, Too Hot Tamales, was still audible. So instead of the porn audio, it was the porn visual with the audio. That's actually my ideal porn.
1: <laughs> Because I always mute porn, but I would love to hear some cooking. <laughs> so,
0: so hold on a sec. I have to get the name of this book that I read. I actually found this book called From Scratch: The Un Hold On. From Scratch: The Uncensored History of the Food Network. It's by Alan Salkin, who isn't involved in the Food Network. He wasn't. He didn't work for the Food Network. But he basically interviewed every single person who is either a celebrity chef there or worked there or was a production person there. So, like, there's a lot. If you're interested in, like, knowing the history about this channel, which I obviously am um and about the history of like how these celebrity chefs got their start on yeah. the network it's really interesting and i would read it so this was definitely one, like one of the standout <laughs> anecdotes from this book so this is a quote the woman had been preparing a dish that required tender slices of flank steak <laughs> quote you've got to pound the meat one of them had instructed At that moment, the tape had been sabotaged. It cut to a naked man and woman pounding the meat. So right when the chef was like, you got to pound the meat. So someone was really clever. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) The engineer had switched to the backup tape as quickly as he could. Food Network was at least professional enough at that point to have backup tapes lined up. uh, Susanna had helped set up the system. The backup tape had the identical scene of hardcore pornography on it. So they sabotaged the backup tape too. Who is this person? I don't know. And the engineer was powerless to stop it. So for an entire minute, there was porn on the TV. So it just played
1: out whatever they inserted, basically. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: And, um, oh, and then it says, there was an anatomical close-up of copulation streamed to TVs throughout the nation, Mary Sue offering an unintentional voiceover with instructions on the proper way to prepare meat the entire time.
1: Wow, that's hot!
0: <laughs> like I, I. Wish I could see that episode too. with the porn. Because well,
1: we always laugh when send each other screen grabs of recipes where they're even just the instructions. Sometimes we'll say something really graphic sounding, like right. glaze the buns with <laughs> like <right. laughs> whatever. Like so, food kind of lends itself to being like kind of pervy.
0: Oh yeah, when you have a dirty absolutely. Mind. That, like, yeah, like I mean that that is just like that is just like the best ever. It is to so me.
1: That is, especially when you feel like the person didn't know right like when they're just so innocent like, right yeah totally so because this was a federal offense to stream oh, pornography yeah. the
0: fbi got involved wow but no one at the network said anything like no one fessed up did nice. no one knew so no one got arrested for it i love that there's no narcs at the food network same i love that <laughs> i love hot. it i mean it happened at like 9:48 p.m so it's not like Kids, young kids were watching I mean, it. If
1: you're watching Two Hot Tamales, you like a little sass. You like spice.
0: <laughs> yeah. I imagine you have a
1: sense of humor
0: too. Right. So right. that's a great story. All right. Now, you know the show on the Food Network, The Next Food Network Star? Yes. It's like a reality show, and it's a competition to find who's going to be the newest food celebrity chef of their network. And really, the only person who ever got famous from it is season two winner Guy Fieri. Okay, So it's been like, like 15 seasons, just about. Oh, really? I mean, and he's it's been... the
1: only person who's super famous? Yes. Oh, wow. And he was
0: the season two winner. I watched... That season, and he was, like, my favorite contestant on the show. Right. Because he was just, like, so Guy Fieri. Well,
1: he clearly has a personality. Yeah. (laughs)
0: And then when he won, I was like, yay, my favorite contestant won. And then he got
1: completely, like, shit on, right? Well, yeah, he I mean, just, he's not like he's like one of those people who I think I've gone through a few ups and downs. Like yeah. now, everyone loves him again. Well, right? and, and I feel like
0: you know what? I've loved him from the beginning, and I've always been a Guy Fieri fan. And now it's cool to like him again. Like you need to remember remember yeah. his original fans. Show props. Yeah, I've <laughs> always supported Mister Fieri <laughs> for better or for worse. Right. But like the thing about Guy Fieri is like he genuinely is a nice guy. Like when the fires happened in Northern California, like he fed. All of those firefighters right, I remember that. like he I remember like also something he did was he officiated like a hundred gay weddings yes like he's just like a he's like a very helpful guy like
1: he just has a really bad style.
0: Yeah. And, but you know what? I kind of. I mean, it's his style. But I kind of love that he just owns it. Yeah. Like, he's not he trying knows to be he's cool. Not cool. Yeah. He's like trying to be Orange County circa 1997. Right. And I'm fine with that. It's, if that's who fine. you want to be, love it. Go for it. Okay. So that's my Guy Fieri uh, ode to Guy Fieri. But in 2014, chef Lenny McNabb won the 10th season of the Next Food Network star. Now, McNabb, I looked him up. This guy is like a cowboy guy. Like that's his whole shtick, but he's not like a hot
1: cowboy. Right. He's like a dork cowboy. (laughs) He is. Look him up. (laughs) Uh, Believe me. I know the type. Okay. And he wears like spangly shirts and he just like, he's just like a dork cowboy. It's a little too much. Yeah. And is he a cowboy? No. Right.
0: Who knows what he does? I don't, he doesn't look like a cowboy. Okay. It's his style. Okay. It's his style though. And he makes quote elevated chuck wagon fare
1: what do you know what chuck wagon food is i remember that it was a dog food commercial <laughs> wait, <what? laughs> wasn't there a dog food called chuck wagon <laughs> and was... they're like get him up get him up roll wait, high, yeah. <laughs> wait, you, wait.
0: i think i'm having a memory
1: okay i could be mixing up like eight things right now i feel like and then they say raw like, hot no roll it's like a little like Wagon, yeah. okay. It has like the little horseshoes on the back. Okay, keep going. Okay, so he makes
0: elevated chuck wagon fare. So it's like beans and stuff. It's like
1: Tex-Mex, but not spicy. But yeah. It's like no, what you—it's
0: like what you would eat if you were traveling on the pioneer. Like if you were yeah. a pioneer, if you're like, like what you can cook in a tin can.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> like, it's like stuff you can cook in a covered wagon. And you know what? I probably like
1: some of that stuff. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. Like
0: you have some skillet. I like some chili. Cornbread or whatever. But it's like very, we're traveling Old West. Yeah. Okay. Like part of the prize of winning the next Food Network star is you're entitled to a, like six episodes of your own TV show. Right. On the Food Network. So everyone gets that no matter what. Everybody gets that no matter what. But Lenny McNabb's show never made it to air. Oh, Just days after winning the competition, comments made by Lenny on a message board for the serious radio show, Ron and Fez, were dug up. What's Ron and Fez? It's some serious radio show. Okay. So like shock jocks? Sounds like it, honestly. Okay. 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 These comments were made in 2013 before his season of the Food Network (laughs) Star aired. And I'm gonna read you his comments. I'm gonna read you what he said. What's his
1: name again? Lanny McNabb.
0: Lenny McNabb. Okay, go ahead. Oh God. Okay. Okay. So this is what he's <coughs> sorry. So this is what he said. As you know, or might not, I was on Guy's Grocery Games last year, episode entitled The Old Switcheroo. I ended up losing due to my undercooked lamb, but that's not the point. I'll bet it is a good point, at least for this thread, but still not the point. The point I am getting at is this. Years ago, when I was phoning into the Ron and Fez show, I knew that I had a certain sticky factor. Yes, like cum. And I knew that... and i knew that stardom was in my future i'm not trying to be arrogant or pompous i just felt it i just felt it well here you go you cock-sucking f-word sticking pussy-looking ass-dragging mouth-breathing knuckle-dragging keyboard-jizzing assholes my fans that means both of you i will be on food network's new season of wait for it wait for it i have a really big announcement for everyone and then somebody commented underneath, he's taking over the Pioneer Woman show with that fake cowgirl, Reed Drummond. And then Lenny responded with, I'd fuck her in the ass. That's right. <laughs> uh, I said it.
1: <laughs> Wee! <laughs> what the
0: hell? <laughs> yeah. So this went like, It was published in Gawker, and, like, the Gawker headline was hilarious. It was like, did this Food Network uh, winner just say he wants to fuck the pioneer woman in the ass? That was, like, the headline.
1: I like how you can't even, like, make it funny. Right. Like, you just have to say it. Right. What? I like someone who's trying to be so edgy. Right. Like, (laughs) Like, just being nonsensical. You can tell In the ass. Like, okay. And he did it in all caps.
0: He said, I would fuck her, all caps, in the ass with, like, 50 exclamation points.
1: I mean, that's nonsense. Like, this guy's, like, 40. Yeah.
0: Grow up. I mean, we can make jokes about that, but we're
1: funny. We're not threatening people. Right. Uh, she's a married woman, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, he never got his show, and he disappeared. He's in total obscurity now. Oh, really? Yeah.
1: But so what... I mean, he, so he wrote those posts when he got on the show, and then they were dug up? They were dug up after the show aired. So the show was, like, filming. But he knew he was on the show when he was writing these Yes, things. he yeah. was, like, a contestant on the show, and it was still filming. What an idiot. Like, at least right. if he had said it before the show, you'd be like, oh, that sucks. Right. I mean, or- you still want to fuck Reed Drummond and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like to do that after you know you're on the show and could possibly win what a it's dumbass just stupid. yeah he also there were
0: all these other things that have been taken down from youtube and taken down from his website um but that were also dug up when this like mini scandal happened and it was like just crude videos that he had made where he was like sitting on a toilet and like talking just like stuff that's like oh brother yeah like i mean look at him like
1: no he doesn't, he doesn't look like he can fuck even like he's lucky if he gets in the pussy. <laughs> he's not getting in the ass. <laughs> Come on. He's the type of guy who tries to get in the ass and doesn't realize there's a whole procedure to doing that. Right. You can't just stick it in dry. You idiot.
0: I mean, Ree would just have to tell him. She'd be like, yeah, sure. It's get in some the butter. ass. Get some butter. <laughs> Needs more. There's butter. no way Ree would fuck that guy.
1: Oh, no. She's devoted to her husband. I mean, her husband's at least a real cowboy. She would only do anal for her husband. Right.
0: <laughs> in oh, my opinion. I agree, I mean, too. And I don't even like Reed Drummond.
1: No. But I I, I, I like know, her more than him. Oh, yeah. Me, yeah. too.
0: But I know Reed Drummond.
1: Yeah. She's I just know not, her.
0: She's not. Okay. Well, this is um an, a pretty insane story. This is from... This is from a few, like, oh, I guess nine years ago this is from. Okay, so in 2004, L.A.-based pastry chef Juan Carlos Cruz was given his own series on the Food Network called Calorie Commando. Ooh. Yeah. Now, he was a pastry chef at, like, the Bel Air Hotel for a while, but then he started, like, trying to lose weight, and he lost, like, 100 pounds. Okay. And he was on this Discovery Channel, like, health show like journal like like doing his like weight loss journey and stuff right and so that got him some like notoriety and the you know he caught the attention of the food network so he gets his own show called the calorie commando i don't remember
1: the show i at don't all. either and but I, I typically don't... don't watch that type of food show and i watched a i want lot. calorie no commando <laughs> balls out lots of calories right. lots of calories in the nude yeah making <laughs> banana
0: cream pie in the nude. Right.
1: Okay, so he had like it was like a calorie res- sort of restrict like making over foods to Yeah, be it was calorie.
0: literally that. It was like basically like he would have these guests on the show and they would be like, "Well, my favorite Food is spaghetti and meatballs. And then he would make some, like, way less appetizing, probably, like, low, low-cal yeah. spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah,
1: I just replaced the meat with spinach. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, whatever. So...
0: The show was canceled after 39 episodes in 2006. Then he went on to publish some books. Oh, like I said before, he, that was when he published the book, The Calorie Countdown Cookbook. He also had a book that was called like The Love Cookbook, and oh. it was like aphrodisiac Ooh. food and stuff, mm. but I'm sure they were low-cal. Yeah. I don't know.
1: So it seems already sort of bad love.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not down with that. So in May of 2010, Cruz was arrested at a dog park in Cheviot Hills for conspiring to kill his wife. Wow. Yeah. Now, several weeks before the arrest... Cruz solicited two homeless men in Santa Monica named David Carrington and David Waters to carry out the hit on his wife, a Los Angeles attorney named Jennifer Campbell. The Davids. They were, you know what? <laughs> I read in one of the art- newspaper articles I read, they were on the streets. One of them was called Big Dave and one of them was called Little Dave. Wow. Yeah. Santa Monica. <laughs> I thought that was cute. Yeah, that's cute. So this is a woman that was his high school sweetheart. Aw. Yeah. Yeah. He gave the two Davids... 10 $100 10 $100 bills cut in half With the promise to give the other halves Of the bills when the job was completed And
1: I just feel like What are you a Dick Tracy villain
0: Like who does yeah, that what,
1: That seems like something he read or saw in a movie Yeah, Cause that's the stupidest thing I've ever fucking <laughs> right. Like I can't even believe they agreed to it Right like, I'd be like no I'm not taping back All these bills And it's like that is like extra labor <laughs>
0: Yeah. Like seriously I also just feel like what a shithead for hiring Homeless people who are down and out and need money a thousand dollars yeah yeah. i mean seriously like i think it's ridiculous when people are like will you kill my wife for twenty five thousand dollars like yeah i mean you shouldn't kill your wife but But it should
1: be a lot of money to do it (laughs) (laughs) right so right i guess we just don't think that way it should be so much money that you think twice (laughs) do you know what i mean right if you're like five thousand dollars sure like what the hell like i mean clearly this guy's
0: deranged Cruz suggested to the two men to use pantyhose to strangle her, telling Waters, quote, if it ends up bloody, that's fine, but I prefer you not make a mess.
1: Ugh, pantyhose, how rude. Yeah. At one point, he gave one of the men
0: a box cutter if they wanted to slash her throat. So he was like, "Here, you can use this. Here's a weapon you can slash her throat with. I'd kind of prefer if you strangle her; it's less mess. But whatever, just
1: get the he job must have done." He the stupidest googles ever during this crime process. Like, all oh my of god, his ideas. Like, yeah, they're so stupid. So he
0: also wanted to make it look like a botched robbery. And if you watch enough Investigation Discovery, you know people are never good as good as they think they are at staging botched robberies. Oh god.
1: Yeah, they, like, don't steal anything. They never steal anything. Yeah, they'll have, like, $1,000 in their pocket that wasn't taken right. or something. Right.
0: Like-
1: it's stupid. So Cruz
0: instructed the men when they, like, to, like, go to his house when he was gone, um, or basically to go to his house when he was gone, And before her personal trainer was supposed to arrive at the house so that the personal trainer would like find her basically. And he was like, when you're at my house, make sure not to harm my dogs. (gasps) So he's like, don't kill the dogs, kill my wife. He gave them a doggy bag full of like dog treats to to, like get them to to, be friendly. Yeah. To give to the dogs. Cruz then provided the men with Photos of his residence, locations of security cameras, and possible escape routes. He told them that he wanted the job to be done by Mother's Day. Ugh. So by May 7th, the plan started to fall apart when one of Cruz's would be hit men was arrested for camping illegally and told the police about the murder plot. So from that point forward, the police worked
1: with these two men Ooh. to arrest Cruz. And they just like told everything. I mean, honestly, I bet you they wouldn't have turned him in if he didn't make them cut the bill. <laughs> like, they were probably like, you know what? Fuck this guy. Right. This
0: guy, $1,000. Yeah. Like, fuck you. So Cruz told detectives that the plot was a mercy killing. Him and his wife had spent $200,000 on fertility treatments. And he said that his wife was devastated that she couldn't have a baby and that this was his way to put her out of her misery. Oh, please. What a piece of
1: shit. That is the most insane thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Like no one buys that. No.
0: He also said that his or it's it was I don't know if he directly said this or someone else said this, but it, like his Catholic faith was cited as a reason for her not being able to commit suicide, but he kept saying like she wanted to commit suicide. Well, uh, the jury didn't buy it, and Cruz was found guilty and sentenced to nine years in prison. But they
1: didn't kill the wife. No, they didn't kill the so wife. So she could say, uh, no, I was fine. Right. And yeah. I didn't find
0: any, like, trial transcripts or anything. Right. I mean, he's not, like, a major celebrity, so it's right. it wasn't, like, heavily reported on.
1: Wow. Nice. Yeah.
0: As you know, on this show, we have a lot of opinions about Bobby Flay, who is a very famous celebrity chef, who is famous for um, being an ass and- And chilies. And for (laughs) making foods with lots of chilies in them. He loves Tex-Mex food. I mean, I love Tex-Mex food. All of
1: his recipes look good. All
0: of his recipes look good. I have no problem with his food. I also- the show's all. I'm also like famous. Famously have a really problematic crush on Bobby Flay. Yeah. Even though I hate him, but I have a crush on him because
1: he's cute. He is cute. Way. But and I also really like his cat. I know his like, cat's what does takes him over for me. That gives him more points. And now he has two cats. He does
0: have two cats. And I follow Nacho Flay on Instagram. It's a really good follow if yeah. you like cats. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I didn't know about this Bobby Flay story, and I just thought it was so on brand for him as a personality that you guys had to hear it. So in 1999, the Food Network began airing the Japanese cooking game show Iron Chef. Okay. Did you ever watch Iron Chef? Yes. It, it wasn't a, my favorite show,
1: but I watched it a
0: lot. <laughs> yeah, I watched it a lot, too. But it was kind of the first of its kind, really,
1: I would say. It was really like the well, first... Well, the early episodes, you didn't know anybody on them. Like, they started getting more celebrities. Like, the like they had celebrity chefs, but weren't, like, famous. No, I'm talking about the Japanese. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. Like, the first one was, like, you didn't know anybody. No. And then they started having more people because they rebranded it as yeah. Iron Chef America. Right. So...
0: But I'm talking, like, the Iron Chef show, I read all about the history of the Iron Chef and, like, how it came to the Food Network. It's a pretty interesting story. But basically, it started out in 1993 in Japan. If you've never watched the original Iron Chef Japan, they're on YouTube. I highly suggest it. It's, like, it's so... um, It's just wild. It's, like, it really was the first cooking game show. And basically, like, the whole premise is that this rich man known as like this billionaire guy known as the chairman, the chairman he has a fantasy that chefs will compete in a stadium to cook him the best meal they right. can and you, they all have like a big the show starts with like a big like welcome to the stadium yeah, like, it, it's, like, <laughs> it's really dramatic there's literally smoke machines
1: and there's, like lights kind of glaring yeah around. it's yeah. like a
0: very dramatic like it's like wrestling but not as crazy but it's like just really dramatic and then there's also like swelling you know orchestral music and the reveal of
1: the ingredient like yeah yeah. there's
0: like a lot of shouting in the beginning and it's just like all of these chefs are like the best chefs ever there's like an italian a chef who's they're all japanese men but there's like an italian chef a french chef a chinese chef and a japanese chef and they're all like master yeah masters at what they do and then the then they get a secret ingredient and they have to build like a five course meal around that one ingredient right. and it's like a really cool show so that show was like a cult phenomenon to viewers in a few cities across america because the show was popular in japan but there was local japanese channels in like I was it was on in in San Francisco, yeah, so I had it, too, I and think, in New yeah. York, and then in a couple other cities. Like, so if you were lucky enough to live in one of those cities, like if you were on the Japanese Probably channel, if they have a
1: Japanese population, yes. Yeah. So that's
0: why San Francisco we yeah. had one, and it was like became like this cult fave show with like college students who would watch yeah. it because it's like this who's ever seen anything like this before, right? So the Food Network got hip to the show. Uh, someone who worked for them like a like a guy like a, a lower tier person who worked at the food network was like you guys got to watch this show yeah. it's crazy and so they were like okay we want to buy iron chef and we'll dub it in english cuz before you could just watch it in subtitles so it came to america it was a hit everyone was like what is this show and they decided shortly after they acquired Iron Chef that they were going to film a brand new episode that would take place in New York City featuring an American chef as the challenger. And that chef was Bobby Flay, <laughs> the hometown hero of New York. Right. I mean, Bobby Flay is so New York. Yeah. Like, he's just like, and he's like he's got to defend his city. And Bobby Flay's a Sagittarius, so that makes a lot oh. of sense. He's a very competitive man.
1: Huh, interesting. Um,
0: so in 2000, the entire Iron Chef crew came to America to film the episode with Bobby. And it was a gigantic production. And those guys partied hard when they came to America. Uh, Bobby's competitor was Iron Chef Masaharu Morimoto, who's a very famous chef. And the secret ingredient to this uh, episode was rock crab. Five minutes into the one-hour battle, Bobby cut his hand when he stuck it into the food processor. Oh. Now it wasn't on, but he like was so. The blades are really sharp. They're very sharp. I've cut myself yeah, on me it too. before. Yeah. So he wraps his hand up in Ugh. a towel and kept moving. Then 20 minutes later, Bobby noticed he was standing in water. The sinks were leaking. He put his hand on the stainless steel countertop and electrocuted himself. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's no, in the book it says and his red hair standing on end.
1: Wait, I like how he looked and saw his feet were in
0: water and then touched like he wasn't <laughs> like suspicious about that. I guess cuz he was moving so fast. Right, right, right. Then he noticed the wires of the oven that were running oh my god. in the wire. That's... So like during this whole competition he's periodically shocking himself. as he's running around and his hand is bleeding under this towel it's insane but Bobby told his sous chefs we're not fucking going anywhere we have 40 minutes to finish these dishes let's go Damn, (laughs) I know but despite his injuries Bobby managed to finish in time And when the clock ran out, his sous chef hoisted a triumphant Bobby up onto the countertop where he stood with his arms raised, cheering, raise the roof, yo, raise the roof. (laughs) I wish he got electrocuted. (laughs) Bobby, I mean, does he? I watched a clip of this on YouTube and he really says, raise the roof, yo. That is embarrassing. Look. Like I was with him until that moment. Look, uh, I'm going to post the clip. And the title (laughs) of the video on YouTube is... Why Bobby Flay's a fucking (laughs) douchebag. That's perfect. Right. Okay. So in Iron Chef, like during the competition, there's like, you know, fake reporters going around. Like, it's like a sports thing. They're like covering, you know. It's definitely
1: like a sports battle. It's like a sports
0: battle. So there's like reporters with cameras like going around. There's an announcer like recapping like the whole thing. So one of the reporters goes up to Chef Morimoto after the competition and says, How did you do? And this is what Morimoto said I did my best. The reporter said, And what about your competitor, Morimoto? He's no chef. Ooh. The reporter, What? He's no chef. Why? He stood on the cutting board. In Japan, the cutting board is sacred to us. <laughs> Bobby's like 50 feet away or less and this guy is just roasting the fuck out of him but like Morimoto is like genuinely offended looking
1: right he's like this guy's like I'm not dissing him or I'm not like being puffy here he's unprofessional like Like, he was
0: genuinely like who the fuck is this guy he just stood up on his where the food is like I mean it is pretty gross like why are you standing with your shoes yeah on the countertop Anyway, so that like. How ma- else are you gonna
1: raise the roof, Rachel?
0: Look. <laughs> Bobby Flay lost Ooh. by like 10 points or something. Like, right. he lost that competition. And then it made it to the papers. And this was sort of like one of the first big things that would like cement him as the bad boy chef.
1: Yeah. Kind of. I have a vague memory of all of this, but I don't think I watched it. Yeah, like people were like so disrespectful.
0: Like, Bobby Flay's so disrespectful. He just wanted the glory and he wanted it. Ba-da-da-da-da. Yeah. Okay. So. I've decided to, uh, make our last segment of this episode, a tribute to someone else we talked about on the first part, okay. which is, uh, infamous celebrity, uh, non-chef, I will just say food personality, Sandra Lee. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. Now, these are some of Sandra Lee's, in my opinions. Like I just sorted through a bunch of her recipes, and these are some pretty standout, terrible recipes. Ooh, I'm so excited. we're so if you don't know Sandra Lee, please just listen to part one. Yeah. We explain who Sandra Lee is. Um I hope, in depth. In depth we explain <laughs> who she is. She makes semi home homemade meals, and boy are they semi-homemade. <laughs> okay. So I'm guessing this is a recipe. For like a Halloween episode, because they're called spicy bat wings, but it's really just buffalo chicken wings. Okay. Here's the recipe: one thirty-two ounce of packaged Tyson Buffalo Style Hot Chicken Strips. So they're not even wings. Wait, they're chicken strips. They're chicken strips. Okay. But she calls them wings, and she calls them bat wings. I'm already off. Maybe that's because okay, black sesame seeds. And then you make what's called bat chips, four garden spinach wraps, four sun-dried tomato basil wraps, olive oil cooking spray, kosher salt, and freshly ground pepper, and then the goblin dip. This is the goblin dip. One can creamy chicken verde condensed soup. (laughs) Where do you even buy that? Recommended (laughs) Campbell's. (laughs) recommended Campbell's as if anyone's <laughs> buying another version right one package jalapeno jack cheese shredded and a half cup of sour cream I mean that is disgusting you mean pepper jack cheese yes jalapeno jack cheese. yeah pepper jack <laughs> okay
1: okay wait how
0: what how are these wings like why not call it something they're else? frozen chicken tenders that she's was Shredded? breaded yes Okay, and then what's the other part? The sesame seeds go on top of them to make them look like bat wings because it's for Halloween. So, so the, that makes them black? Yeah, the black sesame seeds. So how many are you fucking putting on <laughs> this? These are some of the comments. For, but what are the sun dried tomato the other thing for? Wait, oh, those are just the flavored wraps. So you're cutting them up and making chips with them. Chips? Like you're cutting tortillas up and frying them to make chips, oh. but they're colored chips. They're like the sun-dried right, tomato right, right. flavored I and I basil. Understand. Okay, but the dip is really what sends me over
1: the edge. What is the dip again? Pepper jack cheese, sour cream, and condensed soup. I mean, the soup is the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> That's the problem.
0: <laughs> yes. These are some of the comments underneath. Cranny G says, "I felt weird putting already cooked food on a grill, but I tried it anyway." The chicken was dry and the sesame seeds fell off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bob R. says, the dip was appallingly bad. It went into the trash. (laughs) Okay. Here's another recipe.
1: Savory chocolate fondue. I mean, you just hear savory, you know she's going to fuck it up in a major way. Yes. These
0: are the ingredients. Six tablespoons of butter, one shallot, finely diced, mm-hmm. six tablespoons of all purpose flour. I guess she's making okay, a roux. She's like, oh, yeah. Two tablespoons of cocoa powder, okay. three cups of beef broth, <laughs> okay. one cup of red wine, of one tablespoon of Worc- Worcestershire sauce, mm-hmm. a fourth cup of chopped unsweetened chocolate, <laughs> cayenne pepper, salt and pepper, olive oil, one pound beef sirloin cut into one inch cubes. <laughs> You remember that there's chocolate chips in this, right? Right. But I have had chili with chocolate in yes, it. Yes, but Sandra Lee's gonna fuck it yeah, up. Yeah, she's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> this is
0: not the way to do no. it. This is not the way to do it. One pound of red potatoes. Okay. And one pound of cheddar cut into cubes. Oh God. Okay. Um, I didn't get the comments on that. It was just really gross. What is that called? That's called savory oh, chocolate savory. fondue.
1: And how are you dipping the cubed stuff into the yes. chocolate fondue? Yes, <laughs> that's so gross. Yes, so you're dipping potatoes into the chocolate fondue. <sighs> it's beef and
0: chocolate together. So the at-
1: think the beef broth, like even when I've made chili that has chocolate in it, I don't have beef broth. No, it's like tomato. Yeah, usually. yeah, or like a mole type thing.
0: I just don't trust her to make. Like, I, I. Chocolate Why does can anyone go savory, want? That? But I don't want her chocolate. Savory. Why does
1: anyone want to dip stuff?
0: Like No, it's wrong. It's so wrong. Okay. This one is particularly baffling. White chocolate
1: polenta. Oh, I think I've seen this one before. Okay. This is horrible.
0: (laughs) Polenta is like Italian grits, but it's never meant to be eaten sweet ever. I know some people it's like a controversial thing. Like some people eat their grits.
1: Well, it can be like a breakfast cereal. Yes.
0: But polenta is like a strictly savory... Usually like when you get it at a restaurant or you buy it like you put like Parmesan cheese on it or something. Right. It's typically it's typically yeah. savory. So when I saw this, like it took my hat clean off. White chocolate polenta. These are the ingredients. Uh one package of quick cooking polenta, a fourth cup grated parmesan,
1: two teaspoons of dried thyme, and one fourth cup white chocolate chips. See, the problem isn't sweet; it's, it's that she's mixing parmesan and white chocolate. That does like, not go, that go, does together. Not go together. time, I mean, ew. So
0: this is this is a comment. These are some of the comments. I don't have to make this to determine... This person didn't even make it. She was just so offended. She's like, Look, I don't normally make comments here. I didn't even... She goes, I don't have to make this to determine what's wrong with it. Thyme and any chocolate don't mix well. This would have been better with spices, like perhaps a combination of cumin and cinnamon. Just because almost everyone has dried thyme in their cupboard doesn't mean it's good with everything. Most of us have cinnamon, too, and cumin isn't uncommon. Then someone said, "What the fuck, Aunt Sandy?" <laughs> <laughs> and then someone said, "It was awful. Tasted one bite and threw out the whole batch."
1: How does she have a cooking career? I like. I'm genuinely baffled.
0: I am too. I don't even remember her like story. How she got on the like Food it, Network? Yeah. It was basically like someone recruited her. Was like, "You got to." Someone was like, "This lady's going to be the next Martha Stewart." Right. And it's like, "How no. dare you?" Yeah. How dare you? Okay. This was actually a very controversial recipe um, that she did, and it's her lasagna recipe. Oof. Okay, I'm going to read you the ingredients. One package of lasagna noodles, one and a half pounds of lean ground beef, one medium yellow onion, finely chopped. So far, everything's yeah, like, okay, we'll fine. Die. One tablespoon minced garlic, one tablespoon dried oregano, two cans of tomato soup. Why? Why does she do this? (laughs) It's just as easy to buy a jar of sauce. Right. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, Nonstick cooking spray, two cups of cottage cheese. It's just as easy to buy ricotta. It's right next to the cottage cheese. She's
1: not saving us any time here.
0: No. (laughs) And two cups of shredded mozzarella. So people were pretty horrified at this The fact that she, for some reason, decided to use tomato soup instead of a jar of pasta sauce, which is just as inexpensive. Right. So this is uh, what somebody said. This recipe is awful. To label this as Italian is a disgrace. (laughs) (laughs) Ricotta, tomato sauce. If you don't have a recipe, look up Ina's or Tyler Florence's. They both use San Marzano's and they're both great. And Parmesan are staples in a good lasagna. And oregano, that's for pizza sauce. This is almost as ridiculous as the time she sautéed turkey cutlets with a cherry sauce. Wow. <laughs>
1: I like this person. I do too. They're fucking, they know what they're talking about. They're fucking livid. They're like, turkey does not go with cherry. That's a duck sauce, you fucking idiot. So
0: this recipe got the attention of the mother of Sandra Lee's then- Boyfriend Andrew Cuomo, oh, who's Italian, obviously, and she was not happy about it. Really? How mortified would you be if your boyfriend's mom was like dunking on your food in the press? I love it. Yeah. So this is what. Uh, so let me see. This is from. This is from the New York Times from 2010. Okay. On Tuesday, the Food Network star's Sandra Lee's cooking, specifically her lasagna, took a public knock from her possible future mother in law, Matilda Cuomo, mother of the New York State Attorney General and Democratic gubernatorial candidate Andrew Cuomo. Miss Lee's lasagna recipe calls for two cans of condensed Campbell's tomato soup and a container of cottage cheese. When a reporter from the news channel ny1 asked mrs cuomo whether her son might prefer the tomato soup version to his mother's own uh she dismissed the idea that's not how you make a lasagna mrs cuomo said gently but firmly look
1: she's just speaking facts right (laughs) and you know what that is not how you make a lasagna i i would love to like interrogate sandra lee like I want to know why Like I can understand if people want to save money or they don't have access to supply certain things. Yes. But jarred tomato sauce is everywhere. There's no excuse not to get prego well, or, if you can find, or like if whatever. If you can find
0: Campbell's, you can find jarred tomato right. sauce. So right?
1: yeah, like I get there's reasons why you have to break tradition or whatever. That's not the problem. Yeah, to me. The problem is none of her solutions are easier or less money. Or better. Like. Right. I just think she goes so
0: over the top with these combinations. It's like, no. I feel like she has enough wherewithal to come up with creative dishes at a low price point for people who don't have access to fancy ingredients right that's, that's totally, perfectly cool and that's the show i want to watch yeah that's the show i want to watch where it's like oh no. how can we get creative but like she's trying to be creative but it's all fucking gross
1: well it's literally like when you buy like i've bought these kind of things before and and like garage sales or whatever you'll buy like a local church's cookbook or right, something. right and it's all recipes like that yeah, kind of I stuff know. where it's like throw in a can of cream of chicken soup like you know <laughs> what I mean like every every recipe has some kind of canned ingredient right and you know what sometimes it can be good like oh yeah it's trash and good and I like it but it's like some of the combinations like I remember one time someone did we talk about butterfinger pie uh no but I love So I had like a white trash party and everyone bought like a food But they were supposed to kind of gourmet it up a bit. Right. And someone brought Butterfinger pie and it was like crumbled up Butterfingers and like Miracle Whip. Like it was disgusting. Oh my God. And I was just like, what? And it's like, of course I tried it, but it was like, it was like good but gross because you couldn't get over what it was. Miracle Whip? I can't remember. It was like mayo. No, 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 no. It was like mayo. Right. What the fuck? But that's what I feel like she comes from. Right. And I grew up with that kind of stuff too, but I also had a mom who knew how to cook. So it's like, it was like, I had a few of those in my life growing up. Like I went to church functions where they would have that kind of bullshit at these like like, ambrosia salad, ambrosia salad or whatever. Uh, and like I said, some of them are good, but I feel like she just didn't move beyond that. like, I don't even doubt you can use canned soup in ways that would work. Like that's, I have no problem with using canned soup in recipes. She's just not good at it. Why over ragu? right why there's no reason that's what i'm just saying it's It's like choices are baffling to me and i could even like see cottage cheese like if it's lower fat like it's a way to save calories or maybe you don't you might not have ricotta at your supermarket but the soup to the ragu sauce like i'm just using ragu because it's like the most popular grocery store right something like that is everywhere yeah like that's not an unusual ingredient anymore right so i don't get it like she's she's baffling. Horrible. she's baffling to me. I do like her how much she drinks. Like
0: her oh, drinking oh, is funny. Oh, I forgot the cocktail. I was oh. gonna end <laughs> I was gonna end this with a cocktail, just like she does on her show. Okay. So uh this recipe is called uh the Lush Lagoon. Ooh. It's definitely for Lushes. Okay, so the Lush Lagoon is a bright green, oh, it's really more of an emerald green. Martini style drink It's in a okay. martini glass Okay. Uh, Sandra Lee famously makes a cocktail At the end of every episode of her show And she always puts in way more alcohol Right that's she, her little thing Than like most people would So this recipe is one kiwi Peeled and sliced Two shots of vodka One shot of melon liqueur And one part simple syrup And then a dash of jalapeno juice So like the jalapeno juice from the jar Okay Yeah because it needs a kick. You mean so just like the brine?
1: Yes. sliced jalapeno. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: okay. Yes, Desi. The first comment for this recipe is, tried this recipe and within a half hour I was out. Ended up being taken to the hospital <laughs> to get my stomach pumped because of alcohol poisoning. Zero out of ten would not recommend. What? So I was like, excuse me? So I like Googled this drink and then I found a blog post Article that said the semi homemade party that ended in a trip to the hospital. Holy shit. So somebody, and I couldn't find the original post. I just found their friend that wrote an additional sister post to this, but some like these people in 2009 had a semi homemade sandra lee themed party which honestly sounds really i was honestly
1: like let's have one no
0: we should have one where they made like the best sandra lee like the best of her recipes so they made all these like ridiculous recipes of hers like yeah um, so this was i guess somebody they they like had a fountain of this lush lagoon drink so i mean this seems like their problem
1: like they drank too much they drank
0: too much but it is a very alcohol heavy Beverage, but I just the title of that was just like fucking hysterical to me. Yeah. Oh, oh, I have dessert. I forgot dessert. Oh good, okay. Yeah. Sensuous chocolate truffles. I want you to look at these truffles and tell me what you think they look like.
1: They look like soft shit. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Do they look sensuous to you? No. Okay. I'm not into that. (laughs) Jesse,
0: how easy is it to make homemade truffles? It's very easy. It's very easy. Okay? Yeah. This is Sandra Lee's recipe for homemade chocolate truffles. One 16-ounce container of chocolate frosting. (laughs) Sorry. Three-fourths of a cup powdered sugar. Uh One teaspoon of vanilla extract. And a half cup of unsweetened cocoa powder.
1: And then you just shove it up your ass and you <laughs> squirt it out. <laughs> Basically. Why on earth? She, there's something really appealing about her blatant disregard and, like, she has an aggressive hatred she to like us all right. she for does. giving us these recipes. She is trolling all of us. I like how much she fucking hates us. Yeah. Like, she thinks we're all idiots making right. this shit. There's no other explanation for it. Listen to these reviews. I made these just to try them out and to give to my
0: friend's kids. They didn't even want to touch them, and my buddy's wife got mad at me for trying to gross their kids out. Apparently they thought I had made gag pastries to look like something else. (laughs) I like how do you look at that picture and make it? When I assured them that it was food, the older kid, Brian, took one and took a bite and told me that it was still gross. I guess I got what I deserved for being too lazy to make them the fudge like I promised. <laughs> There's like a lot. There's I mean, lot of- I have a lot
1: of questions about this one. First of all,
0: I love that his friend's wife, who you know, this guy's friend's wife, has already been like on the edge with this guy.
1: Right. <laughs> right. This was the final straw. But you know what? I've been looking for something to finally fucking tell you how I feel. And these shitballs <laughs> are the way. That you brought into my yeah. home. How dare you? How dare you bring these cow patties in? I like that you promise kids you're going to make them fudge. Like, what year is this? <laughs> is this is this like 1860. Mom's gonna make fudge.
0: (laughs) I just love that this guy went over to his friend's house and pissed off the wife by bringing.
1: Oh my god,
0: this guy! I don't know. I can't find the other review, but it was basically someone's child cried after they took a bite.
1: That's the other thing I didn't even think about. That canned frosting is so sweet, and you're adding more powdered sugar into it. Yes, like that's crazy because that stuff is so sweet. It's overly sweet. You only add powdered sugar to like cream cheese frosting because it's no flavor, like there's no sweetness to it at all, right. and you get that texture you want. I, I'm like trying to fix this recipe in my head. It's like maybe cornstarch would thicken it, but not sweeten it. Why? But why? Why? Would, why? Just, just many truffles—it's so easy. Just melt chocolate and cream it's together, ganache, and then you let it harden and you roll it into a ball. It's so easy, right? And it's delicious. Yeah. It's two ingredients. Yeah.
0: It's two fucking ingredients.
1: What a nightmare. I'm
0: so upset by this chocolate truffle. Those look like
1: actual huge, like, you know that shit, where it's like, (laughs) it's barely holding together. It's not quite diarrhea. It's pale. Like, it just looks Uh, sick. It looks unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah, it looks unhealthy. unhealthy. If someone shit like that, you would go get them tested. Like, if your cat did that in the litter box. I would go take her to the vet right away.
0: Romy is on the table right now.
1: She's like, did someone say cat shit? Oh my God, <laughs> let me. Oh. <laughs>
0: All right, well, I guess that's it. Um, do you have anything
1: to add to anything? Do you have any announcements? I don't have any announcements. Just check us out on social media Instagram, <laughs> her cat's butts in my face, uh, Facebook group. Um, if you want to join our Patreon, you can do that. Yeah. What is it? patreon.com slash Hollywood Crime Scene. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So, yeah, thank you so much. Okay. Bye.